back to All Things The National on a journey to learn more about music and save our dying friendship. I'm your host, Ali Abdul-Latif, and with me as always, my co-host and sometimes friend, Justin Tachi. Hey, guys. For the first time, I think I stumbled on my own name there. That was yeah, exciting. No. Yeah, yeah. That's where we're at. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, so this today. is our last national episode for a, a bit, for like a month, maybe. Yeah, so and then we're gonna take a much needed break. Um, Ali's gonna finish out school hopefully and graduate. If mm-hmm. not, he'll probably be doing this podcast from Saudi Arabia. Woo! Um, and life will remain the same for me. Um, <laughs> cool, 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 cool. Um, by the way, I realized you know that guy Khaled, that singer. Yeah. He has the same haircut and beard combo that you got going on. Well, I don't know if that's a complimentary diss, but I'm just gonna move past it. Okay. I don't think it's compliment or diss. I think it's just it's just a reality. <laughs> um so today is our ranking episode. It is, I mean, some people must be very excited for it, and some people will be very angry about it. I will just let you all know, I took this very seriously. I spent a lot of time going over it and over it and over it. And while my choices may not make everyone happy, they are the choices that I am current, I think currently speak truth to my situation. <laughs> they speak your truth? Exactly. Um, I think that I... So the out, so on the ranking episodes, we like to do the top 10 national, like the top 10 uh, songs and rank the albums. The albums for me were really easy. Both were very hard for me. The albums, I think, was the minutia. Because um, like I'd be like, ooh, does this one go first? Does this one go second? The ranking in, of the 10 for me were, in general, what should be included and what shouldn't be. Because I wasn't too fussy about the order of the 10. But I was very, like, there was like 22 songs that I all wanted to be in my top 10. And I had to, you know, cut 12, which was, like, very upsetting. Uh, I didn't oh, really yeah. care as you much about at- the details inside. I have, like, 30 fucking songs on my, like, top songs list. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, to, 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 to narrow it down to 10 was, like, fucking pulling teeth. Yeah. Um, like I said, the, era, the, this, the albums, I think there was, like, really only, like, one or two albums I wasn't sure the placement of. So. Yeah. I mean, I know that some of the stuff I'm going to say today is going to upset some people, and I'm okay with that. So well, let's start with the albums. Go nine to one, or not nine? How many albums are there? Seven. Seven to one. And uh, are you sure you didn't write the wrong th- number of things again? Remember, no EPs, so Cherry Tree can't be on there. That's what. Virginia that's why I said nine originally, and then I put a line, and I put those two b- below the line, as in like they're, I'm not counting them. Good, 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 good. Cool, 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 cool. All right, you want to go first? Yeah, I mean, I think our first ones are going to be the same. Uh, number seven on the list, yeah. The National. Yeah, me too. <laughs> it's a good album. It's a good debut. It's it's interesting. It's just not what the band ended up becoming, and it's not something I end up like going back to for any reason. Yeah, I don't go back to this song, uh, this album at all. I mean, I don't think there's a single song I really listen to out of the context of like trying to listen to this for this podcast and stuff like that mm-hmm. um yeah i'm I, I agree with you i figured i'd just jump on the bandwagon with you because we're both agree might as well all right you do your number six we'll snake back 
Uh, my number six is gonna be like really high for you. Uh, sad songs. I assume, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. My number six is sad songs for dirty lovers. Um, there are some great tracks on this. Um, but I still think this is the Nationals still trying to find their footing. I don't necessarily think they have found it at this point in time. I think the first real release that they have found their footing. Um, when I say release, I, I speak, it is because Cherry Tree is where they really find it. Um, but I mean, first album would be Alligator. But I think that this, this, I mean, this, this is definitely a step up from the self-titled, but still not the best. Yeah, um, I disagree with you there, but I'll get into my thoughts on that album when I get to it. Uh, my number six yeah. is Sleep Well Beast. Ah, it's so. You know, six to one for me are all great albums. I have nothing bad to say about them. Um, I just think Sleep they Well... They had to be somewhere on the, on the, exactly. On the list. Exactly. <laughs> Sleep Well is a really good album. It, it does a, a, a great job. Um, it's honestly like a, like has some pretty amazing songs on it. Uh, and we we'll, might get into that into my top ten teaser. Um, but <laughs> in general, I think it falls a little bit flat when compared to some of their other... Dis- the other albums in their discography so now um we didn't speak about this but i'm curious what you're th- like uh, at least when we did death gap what is your like for an album do you kind of go about it like it has to be perfect all the way through to be a number one or do you go by your like no i think it's like how likely am i to just jump on and play the entire album so it's stuff like transitions, just content, uh, quality of songs, like all of that matters to me in separate weights. But yeah. Okay, that's fair. Because my, I think my thing co- always comes down to how cohesive of a piece it is. And also, will I go back to it? Obviously. Yeah, so. that's fair. So, all right. Uh I guess I'll go. My number five is Sleep Well Beast. Uh, I was supposed to do number five, but... Okay. This, you're the one that um, came up with the system. That's fair. All right. Do you want to do number I don't even remember five? what you called it last time when you kept yelling at me for getting it wrong. It's the slingshot. <laughs> anyway. No, uh, do, well, do, do your number five. Sleep Well Beast. So, so Sleep Well Beast. Um, I think this song has a strong first half. Mm-hmm. But the second half falls off. Yeah, I think they try a lot of cool stuff, and they try to incorporate things like voiceovers, overdubs, some really cool shit. But then, like, I think the lyrics hold true the whole time, though. Mm-hmm. I will say that they are some of the strongest um, lyrical content that uh, that Matt has put out, but. Sonically, I feel like some of these songs just fall flat. Yeah, I I will say I don't agree with the first half, second half because I think there's some really good stuff in the second half and some really good stuff in the first half. I just think it, in general there are it's like hits and misses all the way through for me. Exactly, and that's why. But it's still very listenable. It's just not, you know, like one of my favorite songs, Empire Line, on there. But then there's that one thing that I hate about it. But it's still mm-hmm. very good. So, all right, you're number five. Okay, this is, I feel like, when I'm going to start upsetting people. Oh, God. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. It's Alligator. Oh, that's... Okay. So, here's the thing. So, I listen back to every album, 
And when I hit Alligator, I recognized that I enjoyed it more the, 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 the like having taken a break and come back to it. I was like, oh, this is a really good album. I might actually rank it higher than it should be than not that it should be than I thought I originally would. Um, and then I listened to the other albums and I just couldn't in good faith put it ahead of some of them. It's such a unique and good album for the national that I think if that like specifically hits your nerve right, I could see why Alligator would be your favorite. I don't know if it is a lot of people's favorites, but I could see it being some people's favorites because it definitely has characteristics that are just uniquely uh, great on their own. That's fair. Um, All right, you want to do your number uh, your number four then? All right, number four. This is the one that's going to break your heart. Hi, Violet. Ah! <laughs> You're so wrong. You're so wrong. I I I know where this song falls for you. Um, you mean album, but yes. <laughs> where this album, sorry, falls for you. It's a good album. It's I. This is also an album that I enjoyed more than I did originally. And the the only problem is that like I think sometimes the lyrics are a little bit flatter, and the repetition in the album kind of gets to me sometimes. I think musically it's amazing. It's phenomenal. It had to be somewhere in my ranking, and this is where it landed. It's, yeah, but you have to agree that it's the most cohesive the national record. Sure, but it's not the national record I want to go back to more often than not. You're wrong. But anyway. Um, Alright, so my number four is Alligator. Um, I kind of rank these... Well, I mean, if you've been following my trope of the uh, the national records yeah. and comparing them to Lord of the Rings albums, you can kind of see why the, my ranking of Lord of the Rings albums would match this list. So, uh, Alligator being The Hobbit, it sets the tone for what the national is going to actually be in the future. Okay. <laughs> it is the nice prequel. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Gives you gives you those nice tastes of what, what they're gonna do. This album does have great tracks like Mr. November, Karen, and mm-hmm. a bunch of other stuff. So I very strongly like this record, but do I ever go back to it as a cohesive piece? Not necessarily. A lot of the times I will listen to songs and then move on and then listen to like Boxer or Trouble Will Find Me or High Violet. So All right. Uh, do you want to move to your number three then? Yes. My number three is a lot of people's favorites. Uh, I mean, once you get to the these three, Boxer, Trouble Will Find Me, and High Violet, I feel like it's you're, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Um, yeah, each one of those is someone's favorite. That's hard to yeah, really dispute. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, my number three is Boxer. Mm-hmm. Which is the Fellowship of the Ring of of uh, records. Yeah. Um, I feel like this is a strong release. I feel like this album did not get its due when it was released by any means, which is why on the 10 year anniversary they're really pushing this record, and I feel like a lot more people are falling in love with it. Um, I think it's a very strong release but i think sonically it's not as complex as high violet or trouble will find me i think lyrically is um pretty on point um but there's just something for me it doesn't step it doesn't stand to um trouble find me or high violet okay uh i disagree with you there but um you know we i think uh, that's the whole point of these lists yes all right, so my number three is Sad Songs for Dirty Lovers. 
I mean, I think that's just way too high for that record, but okay. It is an amazing record. It was my first national record. It's the national record I, like, has songs that I will forever go back to on it. I think it's interesting. It sets the tone for a lot of what they'll do later in very interesting and cool ways. Like, certain songs off of that, uh, that may also be on my top ten list, um, definitely, definitely build to becoming what is, like, later considered classics. And I, I just will forever find it interesting and cool. And it, almost the entirety of the album has me captivated with the exception of like, I want to say one song that I'm not super into or two songs that I'm not super into. And then of course, Sugar Wife, which is just like a trash song. It's like taking a turd in like a diamond bowl. Why, why would you do that? Why are you ruining something so nice? <laughs> um, I mean, I figured this was going to be really high for you because like, it, it was is your first love of the national, and mm-hmm. it's hard to sometimes step away from your first love. I don't but... know what you're talking about. It is still amazing. It is still great. I was almost gonna rank it higher, and then I had to talk myself down from it a little bit. Ugh. Anyway, so my um, number two, because I know you were about to go, and I'm trying to stop you. No, I know I wasn't going to go. I was gonna say, so it's your turn, number two. Okay, my number two is I think what your number two is, which is trouble will find me. Yes, it is. Yeah, we <laughs> saved twice. <laughs> well, we might as well talk about it together. <laughs> um, Great record, honestly. Like everything about it is kind of perfect. It is so good. It is sonically amazing and interesting. It is. I think Joey and I both gushed about it when we played it last time. As in, like you kind of forget how great it is until you listen to it the whole way through, and then you're like, oh, this is like almost a damn near perfect album. That's I think that the only thing that this record suffers from is that it doesn't have a true ending. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Return of the King. But anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, so... Um, but even also- the, the, the fact that it doesn't have a true ending, I think it, it, it would be more of a complaint if it didn't have a good ending. But it has three really good endings it didn't decide between, right? Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. So... Um, and also, I think this this album definitely has the most bangers, quote unquote. And you'll see that that is re- very reflective in my top ten. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, all right, uh, I will do my number one. I guess mm-hmm. my number one is High Violet, which is no secret. Uh, this is the most cohesive, the greatest record they have put out. Um, thematically, it flows perfectly lyrically it flows perfectly yes are the lyrics a little dumbed down in comparison to other d- releases but the you what you sacrifice in the lyrics you gain in the in the song in, in like the instrumentation which is what i think makes a perfect record all right that's fair um my number one is clearly boxer it's not what I thought was going to be my number one at the beginning of this journey. I actually want to talk to you about this in a second. But um, basically, I think Boxers is like the perfect national record. I don't think anyone can argue with that. I think that um, maybe if you were new to the national, a lot of people would recommend you start with Boxer. I actually recommend you start with uh, Trouble Will Find Me because it's a little bit maybe a gentler easing into it. But that's I think, the way I feel about if I ever like recommend anybody like, hey, and they're like, oh, I've never heard of them. I always push trouble. Find me on them first. Yeah. But I think once you get the national boxer just clicks on so many different levels, musically, lyrically, it just does delivers everything 
damn near perfectly. And I think it's the perfect representation of what this band is, was, and will be all in once. I mean, that's fair. I mean, we'll see also on this new record. Um, I'm easy to find that if they're going back to this boxer sound, because mm-hmm. I think they are so in love with that idea. So, yeah. So actually, the question I wanted to ask you was, so before we started this season, we clearly had our own preconceived notions of the national and like how we drank their albums and how we drank their songs. Do you think anything has changed for you? We've been doing this for five, four months now, four months in. Uh, your perception of the national did it shift at all, or did you did it stick exactly where it was? It kind of sticks where it was. I think songs wise, it maybe changed a little bit, mm-hmm. but like album wise, it's pretty much the same as what I thought it would be. I think I've I've gained an appreciation to albums that I did not give as much of a chance to originally, and uh, I think even like amongst things in the season. So like, I kind of listened back to a couple episodes to see what I thought about a couple things, and I was like, oh, th- this has actually changed for me a lot. Yeah, I mean, I think maybe I gained a little bit more of an appreciation for sad songs than I had before for it. Like, I listened to some songs like Murder Me, Rachel, mm-hmm. and, like, some of those. But as a whole, I think my records would have stand, stood, the, stood the test from the beginning to the end. Mm-hmm. But that's also because I'm a stubborn ass. You are indeed a stubborn ass. All right, let's go into song rankings. Do you want to start this one off? Sure. My number 10. Anybody's Ghost. Ooh. Off of High Violet. Um, this this song, I don't know why uh, it gets to me, but like I feel like this whole idea of like you're just kind of partying for one it and uh, just like trying to sneak away from your friends and, uh, and, and this whole vivid story of walking around Manhattan is something that I fall in love with and have a lot of respect and admiration for. So, I uh, I stand for I stand by it. Yeah. Ugh, oh this... no, and I'm sorry. Oh yeah, no, I'm, I am right. Continue. Okay, I'm I'm very sad that like I had to cut a lot of songs. So. Yep. This this list is going to be painful for me to get out just because I know what's not in it. But um, my number ten is "Mistaken for Strangers," our theme song. It's uh, it's a great song. We picked it for a reason. It's awesome, and I don't think I could make this list without it. Like I. I tried not putting it on there, and it just it didn't feel right. So that's kept fair. Back. Uh, you might have to, something. I might have something to say about this a little later. Uh, <laughs> all right, you're number nine. Uh, Abel. Uh, just okay. because that one. The, so a lot of the songs on here are like what I perceive as like a little bit different, uh, which is like what really like kills me with the national is how they have like songs that are like a little bit different than their norm. That just works so perfectly. And those are kind of my favorite national stuff. Uh, and yep. Abel is definitely one of those. And I, I really like it. That's fair. It has like that intensity that you don't always see from them. All right. Because I could not put the uh, EP on the uh, whatever, I was able to put About Today as my number nine. Nice. Which I love this song. I think it is a, the perfect slow burner. And the first song... That gives you a peek at what the future of the national will sound like. Mm-hmm. Even though that all the wine is technically on cherry tree, I think that this about today is more representative of what you will get on Trouble Will Find Me or Sleep Well Beast. Yeah, already at that point in their career. 
Ugh. All the wine was a song that, like, when I cut it, I was, like, so sad to have not put it on the list. I sadly did not put it on either. George would be so, so sad. Yeah. I feel like George's top ten would be all the wine, just <laughs> over and over and over again. Yeah, that, that was a song that I definitely think deserved to be on my top ten, and then I was like, you know what, I can't negotiate it some of these I other think, ones. I think, it's, I think it's because it's more of a fun song, mm-hmm. and it's not as, like, meaningful. That's why I didn't make my top ten. Yeah. But, um... All right, I will do number. Uh, well, you gotta do your eight, right? No, you do your eight, and then I do my eight. All right, so I'm doing my eight, which is "Afraid of Everyone," which I think is a, another great release off of High Violet. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, those first four songs are perfect, or five. So that's why I kind of, I mean, they're just on here in different levels. I think this one definitely gets a little repetitive, but I still think it conveys a really good point and drives the record forward. So. Fair enough. Uh, is this going to be a high violet heavy uh, top ten? Uh, I, it shifts towards the top. Okay. Um, all right. My number eight is "Don't Swallow the Cap." Yeah, I might have something to say about that later. It's a great song. <laughs> I mean, obviously, it's clear why we picked it. I don't even have much to say about it other than you know, it's awesome. Go sit, listen to that instead of me talking about it. <laughs> um. All right, so I'm just going to jump over to my number seven, which is uh, a, a pick I didn't think I'd put on my list, actually, and it surprised me that I kept coming okay. back to it and I wouldn't take it off. It's just, uh, I need my girl. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I did not make my list, but um, it, it cool. It didn't originally, so I had, like, combined, like, I had written a list of, like, 20 songs, and I was like, these are going to be it. And then I decided to make a Spotify playlist, and I added a few more to them. And I just kept listening to them all day, and, like kind of noting which ones are like really affecting me and i need my girl every time i came back to it i was like this is such a good song it's so iconic in a way that i don't think a lot of national songs are iconic um, i mean it was the lead single from trouble will find me i think broke the broke the ground for them yeah exactly and i think it's it's hard to like because like popular doesn't equal best but it just definitely does contribute something to like uh, how you think of a band. And I think this definitely set a tone for the national that is uh, time and time again, what I kind of gravitate like intellectually towards thinking when I think about them. That's fair. Um, my number seven is blood buzz, Ohio. Another uh, high violent. <laughs> we disagreed on this song when, uh, when I first uh, listened, not when I first listened to it, but when we discussed it. And I think it's kind of grown on me. It's not on my list, though, but I appreciate that. It's yeah, ours. well, you're wrong. But um, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, this is like their home identity track. This is what – like this is the national. I mean, even though it's not higher on my list for me, it is perfect. So, okay. Uh, my number six is our theme song, Mistaken for Strangers. Um, I think this is the crown jewel of, uh, uh, like of their fast paced tracks, I would say Mm -hmm. like rockin', like rock songs. I think this is their crown jewel of that. So, all right. What's your uh, number six available? Ooh. Uh, this is also a song that I originally didn't think would be on my top 10 list. And it just, it's such a good song. It's like so perfect off of that album. And, and, uh, I Why'd you like, look at me up? Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it's, I think a lot of the the songs I picked are the higher energy. I think I picked like a lot of higher energy ones and then a couple like low energy ones. 
and I don't really have stuff that's in the middle. Oh, um, I have all mellow. <laughs> so you get yeah. to my top five is like all that mid mid level stuff. Yeah, but uh, available is great. And then to swing in the other direction of like super uh, mellow, I have Ada. Okay, so that's your number five. five. Yeah, gotcha. Ada is such a beautiful song. It's it's definitely a mood song. It's a great start. It's like one of those things that you just like play and it sucks you in. And it's a yeah, it definitely had to make the list. Number five for me is Sea of Love, which is off Trouble Will Find Me. Um, mm. I love this track. Um, I think that it, it it breaks up the record in a great way. It, it gives you that nice halfway point in an album, which really marks the the uh, respect I have for a record. So I think this is yeah. I mean, like once we're getting to the top five, it was just rough. But Sea of Love had to be on there in some shape or form. So all right, my number four is my only track that was off Boxer. Well, other than Mistaken for Strangers, um, that it made the top five, which is Slow Show. There is something playful and loving about this song that I cannot get over. And I just, I, the lyric of like, uh, all I want to do is go come home and play a slow, dumb show for you. I don't know why, but I just love that picture, that scenery. And uh, isn't that what we all want, man? I don't know. I don't know. Is it? Uh, that's kind of what I want. So, all right. <laughs> what's your number uh, four? Uh, number four is a pick from Cherry Tree as well. I'm not that you know because you also had one off of Cherry Tree. It is all doubled up in straps. Really? Okay. Yeah, that's the best song off of that uh, off of that EP. And it's uh, you're wrong, but okay. Uh, his voice is like I think one of the best times his like voice hits me is. It, in the in the intro of that song, so uh, in general, I thought it was uh, worth noting, and uh, it's a little bit higher than I thought it would be. But I, I knew immediately that this would be in my top ten. That's fair. Your number three. All right. Um, I think my number three, two, and one are songs that I knew were gonna be my three, two, and one. Um, yeah, mine were like these three were gonna be in it. It's just what order they were gonna. Well, one was always gonna be one, but two and three were gonna be. I I I fought over in my head. Oh, one so, and two which, is what I fought over. Three I knew was gonna be three. Okay. So three is slipping husband. Okay. Such a good song. Such a good <laughs> song. Because it has that like slow build to the beginning, and then has that intensity at the end. And it's it's one of the songs that I think showcases what the in the entirety of the song showcases the different ranges the national has. See, I think you're way more deep cut than I am on on the national. To be fair, because like mine is like just like High Violet and Trouble Will Find Me. That's like all I need. <laughs> See, here's the thing. I think yes, I'm being a little bit more deep cut, but I don't think I'm deep cut like a lot of the big national fans are deep cut. Oh yeah, I mean you're. I mean you're not picking like weird covers off B sides or something. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that like I'm but, not doing what you did for Death Cab, where it's like a little bit like weirder of a of a yeah. top ten list, but like they're all true to the huge fan base. Mine is just true to me and like weird in general. I think. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. All right, I do my number three, I guess. Yeah, which is sorrow which is off of High Violet. I think this is the best song on High Violet. 
Mm-hmm. Fight me if you fight me if you think otherwise. No, I'm not uh, disagreeing. I know, it's, it wasn't towards you. It's just towards anybody. No, no, it is uh, the best song of High Violet. I agree. Um, I think it's also really cool that they did an art installation of this, and mm-hmm. they played it for six hours. And then they did you did I tell you about this that they pressed it on vinyl? No. So they literally pressed nine LPs of them playing Sorrow over and over and over and over again. That's uh, out there for someone. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of those, uh, you just pick it up and you never listen to it. Yeah, exactly. It's nice to have in a collection. Maybe you'll put yeah. it on and listen to, listen to it once and then pull it off. <laughs> I don't even think that. I would just that stays in the that stays in the paper and in, in the plastic if you don't touch it. Yeah. It's like an action figure. <laughs> All right. Uh, so your number two. My number two, which is always going to be in the top three. Don't swallow the cap. Oh, such a good song. Um, if you want to hear the national have fun, this is the song. Mm-hmm. This is what you dance to. This is what you vibe to. Uh, it is the perfect mid-tempo song for them. Um, well, I guess I can't say that because this, the, my number one is a mid-tempo as well. So anyway, your number two. So my number two rocks all kind of ass. It is Turtleneck. Ooh, wow. Yeah. Track. Yeah, I love that fucking song. It, like, I, I know Sleep Well got ranked so low for me, which is such a heartbreaker because this song ranked so high. I mean, to be fair, there are people that, like, there are bands that release albums that, I mean, I'm not saying Sleep Well Beast is b- bad or anything, but, like, there are albums that suck, but they make a good song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, no, there are several other good songs in Sleep Well Beast, but this is, like, standout track for The National as a band. So good. So intense, so fun and different, but like true to their style in a way that I think is really, really, really cool. Mm, that's fair. Um, All right, my number one. The best song off of High Violet, Sorrow. <laughs> yes! <laughs> it's weird that my top two songs are from albums that ranked pretty low compared to some of the others, but it's just. It is what it is, you know? I mean, I, I think Sorrow is, like, the perfect melancholy song, like, out there. Yeah, it's just, it's an incredible song. It is a standout track. It, it yeah, it's it's perfect. It, it's, it's what made High Violet rank higher than nothing for me. <laughs> all right. My number one, which is not on your list at all. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> this is the last time. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Which is my favorite national song. Um, the imagery in this track is perfect. Mm-hmm. The feelings of this track are perfect. I relate to this track because who doesn't, I don't know, fuck exes and get weird fucking from other people and you feel weird about it and you don't know how to feel about it. Mid twenties are weird, man. Um, <laughs> uh, hey, but... Justin, you going through some stuff? You want to talk? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm fine now. Like, <laughs> years ago it was weird, man. 2017 was crazy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, this 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 song. I mean, if I had to pick one song I can only listen to from the National Forever, it would be this one. 
Like, and like, I couldn't listen to anything else. This would be the one. Mm-hmm. That's how high of a caliber I hold this track. <laughs> <laughs> no more fucking around. Well, there you go. That's our top 10, ladies and gentlemen. Please let us know what your top 10 slash album rankings are. Let us know how we disappointed you and let, let us, how we disappointed you and let you down. Sorry, that took me a while. Uh, by tweeting well, at us, Instagram. And then rank your albums. Yeah. Instagram yeah, us, said, tweet at us, um, what do you call it? Uh, email us, uh, our Twitter and Instagram are at the facts pod. Our email is we have the facts pod at gmail.com. Let us know what you guys thought. Um, yeah. Also, uh, because you're going to be making that episode, you should let them know to, this is like probably your final chance to send us your experience. If you want to record yourself telling us a little story about your experience with the national, so we can pull together this really cool episode we want to do. Yeah, that would be awesome. So please email us about that guys. Uh, and gals, uh, is gals demeaning? Um, I think it's fine. I don't know. I'll, I'll, t- I'll talk to a few people. I'll contact my rabbi. See what he thinks. Um, That's right. But yeah, sorry. So your rabbi, by the way. <laughs> um, Justin, what have you been listening to, watching, enjoying uh, stuff? Uh, what have I been listening to? Well, today I was listening to a lot of Christy Front Drive. Mm-hmm. Um, that is an obscure '90s band, uh, emo '90s band. Uh, I've been listening to uh, a little bit of Iron and Wine. Because it, I think it's the 15 year anniversary of our our endless numbered days. Mm-hmm. Um, that new uh, 12 inch EP from 6131 uh, Records, uh, Performative Guilt by Self Defense Family, is actually, and not to blow smoke up Joey's ass, it's actually one of their best releases. I wish their I wish this session was a whole album instead of just an EP. Um, and I've been listening to a lot of the Pixies do little because thirty year anniversary. Oh, fair enough. Uh, and uh, and also one other album I will say I just saw a lot of dispute with Gouge Away. Uh, you should listen to Gouge Away. They sound like a, a female fronted Jesus lizard, and um, that's pretty cool. And also a lot of dispute put out their new record Panorama this year, and it is uh, quite enjoyable. And definitely more the speed of a, nas- a typical national fan as compared to their last releases. So I recommend it. Mm-hmm. What about uh, you, Ellie? I have not had much time to enjoy things because I'm dying. Um, I managed to finish Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. That's a great show. You guys should check it out. It's all on Netflix now. Uh, I also have been listening to, uh, interestingly enough, a lot of Death Cab uh, this past week. Because I was at a CVS and they were playing some Death Cab and I got into it and I was like, oh, you know what? I'm going to listen to some Death Cab. Been listening to Mostly Photo Album, which is a great album that I ranked lower than I thought. I think now it should be. I think if I, I were to re-rank those albums, it would be higher, but not the point. Um, anyway, so that's uh, what I'm enjoying. Uh, coming up, I think I've already mentioned this, but I am going to be doing The Moth in Cape Cod. I, I'm going to be in Boston soon and maybe doing some stuff there and then i'm gonna be doing stand-up in baltimore in june so you know you guys can find out more about that stuff uh, as it comes closer and i actually announce stuff like a real person would uh also yeah that's pretty much it cool
Are you going to get me tickets to the Cape Cod thing? I don't know, really. It's, uh, it depends on how I feel about you at the moment. Wow. Yeah, I think that's... Here I was. I was going to cheer you on and then tell my story of my own to embarrass you in front of your in front of your friends. Yeah, see, this is the <laughs> thing. You don't come to someone's show and then tell a story of your own. You're kind of just supposed to sit there and enjoy the storytellers. <laughs> I'm just going to stand in the middle of the crowd and start telling a story. Yeah. <laughs> but if you guys want, go out and buy the Moth book, Occasional Magic. If you go to our website, we have wow, the Fox... Shameless plugin. .com. <laughs> Click on the book. You can get a very good price. And uh, it's a good book. It has several other storytellers that are not just me. Uh, hey, uh, so if you really need a um, uh, a knee surgery or something like that, you should probably buy our endoscopes from uh, Smith & Nephew. They're really good. Also, <laughs> if you need... If you have cataracts, glaucoma... <laughs> macular degeneration you should buy products or you should go to a doctor that uses products from ocular therapeutics they have a perfect hydrogel drug delivery system i hear if you use the tic injector it is quite lovely yours truly might have drawn and uh, designed it <laughs> wow okay <laughs> Well, if we're self-promoting ourselves. We have a podcast. I think the whole point is that we're supposed to be able to self-promote. I just don't know that in our fan base, there's enough people that are buying products from medical device companies. There's probably a doctor right now going like, hmm, I've been rethinking my... Uh, wait, wait, wait. wait. My do, you think, do you think one of our listeners is a doctor? Not a med student, because I feel like we do skew young, so I think there might be med students, but do you think there is a doctor, someone employed as a physician or a surgeon or something like that, that listens to the show? I'm going to go with uh, no. Um, I'm just uh, sparking the interest in some people, maybe. Well, if you are a physician who listens to this show, uh, tweet at us or email us and... Uh, I don't know, maybe you'll win some podcast swag. We don't have any yet, but we'll make some just for this occasion. Exactly. You can get a, you can get a, a, uh, a fan favorite, uh, a shirt that says the soup on it. We should probably have shirts at some point, right? That's true. We could make like 10 shirts. I think people would care enough to make, buy 10 shirts. <laughs> Each person's going to buy 10 shirts. So we're making... <laughs> thousands of shirts for each person to buy 10 exactly exactly um so uh but i will say this uh season two i mean we're still not done with season two we have a couple more episodes but we're taking a little bit of a break um because we're still gonna have to do i'm easy to find and um we're also gonna have to do uh that interesting episode that ali wants to make mm -hmm. which is when he has full reign i'm sorry if it's horrible that's what happens but he gets one episode where he gets to do what he wants yep last time it was uh episode 14 of season one go check that one out guys i think it turned out well <laughs> um I, I i will say it did turn out pretty okay and apparently he said some nice things about me for once even when i'm not on the podcast Other than i don't that, know what you're talking about trashes me um <laughs> So, I think, uh, yeah. Um, what do you want to end with? Uh, I don't know. We're not going to hear them hear us hearing them for like a couple weeks. So, uh, 
Wish You Were Here by Pink Floyd. Done! (laughs) Bye! Bye! you